Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So we would like to welcome all the participants for this uh, online celebration, online Kartik celebration. Myself, Prem Das, on behalf of ISKCON GBC strategic planning team. And this Kartik we are celebrating. We are having various online programs so that all the devotees, those who are at home, they can watch and and drown themselves in this ecstatic Kartik month. So this Kartik month, we are here with Krishna Lila in Mandavan, where we are hearing from various senior devotees about various pastimes that Krishna has performed at Vrindavan. Then we are, have come up with Parikramas, where we will go to different holy places with various senior devotees. And then we are having Damodar Astkam series in different languages, where this eight verses of Damodar Astkam are being explained by devotees in different languages. And then we have uh, My Srila Prabhupada, reflections on Srila Prabhupada by different devotees. And we have Children Corner where we will be having so many activities for the children and many other activities like how to cook for Giriraj and how to celebrate Gopastami. So all these festivals are awaiting for all of you. And today we are beginning our session pilgrimage to Puri day one and we are having with us His Grace Madhvananda Prabhu. So we would like to welcome Prabhuji. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. So, Hare Krishna. So I would just like to give a brief introduction about Prabhu. So Madhvananda Prabhu joined ISKCON in Los Angeles in 1982. He moved to Bhubaneswar, Odisha in 1993 where he has been living since he was instructed by his spiritual master, Sri Srimad Gaur Govind Swami Maharaj, to edit his lectures into publications. For over 10 years, he has been serving as the director of Skon Gopalji Publications, the editor of Sri Krishna Kathamrit magazine, and the email magazine Sri Krishna Kathamrit Bindu. Many of you would be receiving this weekly magazine. And uh, so we are very thankful and we are very we express our immense gratitude to Pro for accepting our invitation to share about pilgrimage to Puri. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Shall we go ahead and start? Yes Prabhuji we can go. Okay thank you very much. I, I'm really happy to be part of this program. It's such a nice thing that see that our leaders are encouraging the devotees in Krishna Kata and Bhajan like that. So I'll just say a few prayers before we begin. Govinda Deshi Kavaram Satatam Namami Uttama Adama Kichuna Bachi Lajachi Adile Kakola Kahe Premananda Emona Goranga Ridoya Dari Abola Pajagoranga Kahagoranga Lahagorangera Namare Jajana Goranga Baje Sehoyamada Pranare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Yashayeva Padambu Javakti Labya Prema Bidana Parama Pumata Tasmai Jagan Mangala Mangalaya Chaitanya Chandraya Namo Namaste Chaitanya Chandraya Namo Namaste Chaitanya Chandraya Namo Namaste Madhavirapi Gopala Sri Kriyat Kripaya Jari Tadaiva Sambhaya Pitva Rishi Yustad Priyajanaha Shri Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Sasanatana Rupaka Gopala Raghunathapta Brajabalabha Pahima 
Vancha kalpadarubhyascha, kripa sindubhyahevacha, patitanam pavanebhyo, vaishnabhebhyo namo namaha. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vasadi Gora Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Nilachalani Vasaya Nichaya Paramatmane Vallabhadra Subhadrabhyam Jagannathaya Tenamaha Kadaha Chitkalindita Tavipina Sangita Karavo Mudabiri Narivadana Kamalasvadamadupa Rama Shambhu Brahma Madapati Ganesha Chitapado Jagannatha Swami Noyana Patagami Bhavatume. So uh, today we'd like to begin a journey. We'd like to take everybody with us and we'd like to go to Jagannath Puri. Now, we have five sessions we're going to do this parikrama in. Sometimes devotees, they ask me, how many days do you need to have to see all the places in Jagannath Puri? And my reply is, how many lifetimes do you need? We could easily spend five days just on one particular temple. So we're just going to go a little quick. And I don't want to just speak about the places because many of the devotees know about that. But I want to speak something that I've heard from my revered spiritual master and from sadhus in Jagannath Puri. And we want to try to understand this Dham because we enter the Dham, Chutechita Pata, by hearing with the ear, not by seeing. Srila Prabhupada once said that you don't uh, see Vrindavan with the eyes, but you see it with the ears. You can uh, show that first slide that we've got, I think. You'll see here, this is an old painting of, uh, you could grab a chair if you don't mind, I'm over here too, of Purushottam Ketra. This is known as Shanka Ketra, or it's in the shape of a conch shell. And on the right, you see Srila Prabhupada. This is in 1974 in Mayapur, and behind him is our So on the top of this, it says a Taranala, or river Bhargavi. Bhargavi, it says here. And you see the Jagannath Mandir in the middle. And underneath, you see the Tirtharaj Mahudadi. So in many ways, the Jagannath uh, Puri Parikrama begins with the Taranala. And we're going to speak something about that. But I also want to speak something about the nature of this Dham. It's said in the Skanda Purana that uh, this Jagannath Puri Dham is a very, very mysterious place. It's known as Durlabhaketra. Durlabhaketra means very difficult to enter. It's known as Gupta Dham or a hidden place. And it's said in the Skanda Purana that, um, I'm trying to remember the Sanskrit, that Rahasyametat Paramam Vishnu Stanamanutamam, that this place is Rahasya Stana. It's a very, very confidential place. Rahasya Stanam Anutam. It's a very astonishing place. It's the personal abode of the personality of Godhead, Lord Jagannath. So we can go to the next picture in this slideshow. And uh, in this place, we'll find two different moods. This picture on the left is a photograph, which is taken in the 1800s in Sri Ketra. Sri Ketra is a bigger area. The gateway to Puri is Bhubaneswar. And this is a sadhu. He doesn't look like an ISKCON devotee very much in Bhubaneswar. And underneath it, I put the, the Smarta Vichar. And on the right, we have an old picture painting of the six Goswamis at Vrindavan. And we've mentioned underneath there, Goswami Vichar. These are the two prominent moods in Jagannath Puri. And sometimes even it's a little confusing for devotees when they enter Puri to distinguish these two from each other, especially because the Smartas also worship Radha Krishna. They also chant Hare Krishna. Sometimes they even worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But 
to put it in a very simple way, their main consideration, vichar means consideration, their main consideration is their concern with liberation for themselves. And they're very focused on all the different rules and regulations. Like you see the sadhu who's sitting on a tiger skin. Because if you sit on tiger skin, according to Shastra, you get mystic powers. And he has different types of tilak on and dreadlocks on his hair. So this is smarta vichar. And we can go to the next slide. After taking sannyas, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he came here to Jagannath Puri. Now, a question arises, why did he come to Puri? Why didn't he just go to Vrindavan? Because of Raja Bhagavan, Brajesatanayas, Tadama Vrindavanam, it's described that the, the uh, mood of Mahaprabhu is that, that Vrindavan is the topmost abode. So why did he come to Puri? And in fact, in Puri, why is it that it seemed that his ecstasy increased? For example, in Nabadweep, we've never heard of a stone that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu melted. In Vrindavan, when Mahaprabhu went there, we've never heard of any stone that he melted. But when he came to Jagannath Puri, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu melted four stones. He was standing next to the Garuda Stamba, and he melted his two footprints in the stone. He melted three fingerprints in the column. That's the second place he melted. The third place that he melted was when he went to Brahmagiri Alanath. And maybe we'll speak something about that in one of our later sessions. And he began rolling in front of the deity. And as he was rolling on the ground, he melted his entire body print in the stone. And that body print is still there today. We've taken many hundreds of devotees there to see it. And the fourth stone that he melted was a Govardhan Shila, which someone brought from Vrindavan to him. And his thumbprint melted into that Shila. And you can still see that Shila today in Vrindavan. So we can go to the next slide. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to uh, Sri Ketra, the first place that he went to was a Lingaraj Mandir. And you see there's a nice photo from Arjun Bhattacharya Prabhu on the left of the gateway to that Lingaraj temple. It's a very ancient temple. And you can see something of the same uh, pose on the right. This is a painting done by the British in the 1700s. The Lingaraj temple is a very ancient temple. You can go to the next slide. This photo here was taken from a viewing platform, which is established by the British. Uh, they, couldn't, they weren't allowed to go inside the, Jagat, the Lingaraj temple, so they made this viewing platform. And you can see in here in this courtyard, it's described in the Chaitanya Bhagavat that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he came to this Lingaraj temple and he began dancing in the courtyard. He began dancing in front of the deity of Lord Lingaraj. Now, they don't allow Westerners inside the temple of Lingaraj, what to speak of cameras, but I'm fortunate to have gotten a rare photo of the deity of Lingaraj. You can go to the next slide. Somebody snuck a camera inside. And it's very interesting that in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, it says that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, when he went to uh, Bhubaneswar, that he was taking the Mahaprasad, or the Prasadam, we might say, from the deity of Lingaraj. But at the same time, we know from Shastra that, that strict Vaishnavas, they don't take Prasadam from Lord Shiva. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was doing that. There's some mysteries about this deity of Lingaraj. It's a very, very ancient deity. Amongst the Dwadasa Lingas, the 12 prominent Lingas, which are mentioned in the Linga Purana, Lingaraj is not one of them. Rather, he's considered to be the Raja or the king of all of them. And there's a story given in Skanda Purana that when Krishna defeated Kashi Raj, the king of Kashi, then Lord Shiva came to defend him. And at that time, Krishna fought with Lord Shiva, and he smashed Lord Shiva. He destroyed Kashi, which is Lord Shiva's place. And then Lord Shiva came to his senses and begged apology from Krishna. And Krishna said, don't worry about it. You're my very dear devotee. It's okay. And Lord Shiva said, well, that's okay, but I don't have any place to live now. What can I do? So at that time, Krishna told him, you can be the guardian, the Dwarpala, the gatekeeper, to my abode known as Purushottam Ketra. 
So uh, Lord Shiva came to Bhubaneswar and he stayed in this place. And uh, this is a very important place. We like to say that Jagannath Puri is the Jagannath Puri University of Braj Prem. And each different Tirtastali in this place is a different uh, classroom within that university teaching us how to attain Braj. Because that was the desire of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to go to Vrindavan. But he came to Jagannath Puri and he exhibited ecstasies in Puri that he didn't exhibit in any other place. And in Puri, this was the place he did his bhajan to attain Vrindavan Dham. So one of the first classrooms is Bhubaneswar. And we're going through things very, very quickly. Just to talk about the Lingaraj temple, I could spend many, many weeks or what to speak of Bhubaneswar. There's there's thousands of temples in Bhubaneswar, each one of which has amazing stories and, and so many different things we could speak about. We're going a little bit quick right now. But it's interesting why uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stopped there. When Srila Bhaktisiddhanta came to Bhubaneswar on his last visit, just a little before, a few months before he left this world, the train stopped. He was going to Puri. The train stopped in Bhubaneswar. And he got down at the train station there and he offered his pranams to Lingaraj from the train station. Lingaraj Temple is quite a distance from the train station. And he began to offer a prayer, which is composed by Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Vrindavanabhani patejaya soma soma mole sanandana sanatana nadateja gopishvara braja bilasi yugangri padme prema prayacha nirupadinamo namaste. This is a prana mantra for Gopishwar Mahadev. And the gopis, they offer this prayer, Vrindavanabhani patejaya soma soma that my dear uh, uh, Gopishwar Mahadev, you're residing in Vrindavan, you're Soma Soma, you have your Sauma, you're with Uma, and Soma, you have the moon on your head. Mole Sanandana Sanatana Nada Deja, you're being worshipped by the four Kumaras and Nard Muni, so many different great personalities. Gopishwaram Brajabilasi Yugangri Padme. Prema prayacha nirupati namo namaste. We pray, prema prayacha nirupati namo namaste. Give me that nirupati prem, that prem that has no designations, the prem of Vrindavan, and let me enter into Vrindavan. So Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he said that Lingaraj is non-different from Gopishwar Mahadev. And just as before we uh, enter into Vrindavan, our acharyas have described that first we should go and offer prayers to Gopishwar Mahadev in Vrindavan to enter into the Dham. So in a similar way, Gaudiya Vaishnavas first begin by entering Bhubaneswar. To enter into Pori is something like entering a place that has hundreds of different doors. And each different door, as you enter into it, you'll find a room that has many more doors. And you go through one of those doors and there's more doors and and as you go along, you're following a certain path. So when we enter into Jagannath Puri, we want to enter by the Smarta Vichar. The, excuse me, the Goswami Vichar, not the Smarta Vichar. We want to follow the footsteps of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Rupa Goswami and the associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Another interesting thing about the temple of Lingaraj in Bhubaneswar, uh, on top of most Shiva temples, you'll find a Trishula, the trident of Lord Shiva. And on the Vishnu temples, you'll find a Chakra. But in the Lingaraj temple, there's both a Trishula and a trident. In the temples of Lord Vishnu, there's a Garuda Stamba, the, the, the deity of Garuda is there. And in the temples of Lord Shiva, there's a Brita Stamba or, or Nandi, the bull. And if you go to Lingaraj, you'll find outside is a big British stamba, and right next to him is Garuda, a very unusual thing. We find some uh, idea about this, some reasoning behind this in uh, the writings of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati. He says that the deity of Bhubaneswar in the temple is a combined form 
of Hari and Hara, the combined form of both Vishnu and Shiva. And he writes this in his purports in the Chaitanya Bhagavat. And he describes in the Skanda Purana, it's described that when Nard Muni was coming to uh, Jagannath Puri, he was bringing Indra Maharaj, not our Iskan Indra Maharaj, but the original Indra Maharaj, who established the temple in Puri, to have Darshan of Nilamad of Jagannath. He told the king that before he goes to Puri, first of all, he has to worship Bhubanesha Mahadev. And perhaps uh, Indra Dhumnamaraj was thinking, well, that's okay, you know, but really I'm a Krishna Bhakta and I'm more focused on that and I'm not so much into Lord Shiva. But it's said there in the Skanda Purana that after he took his bath, Lingam Tribhubanesham Tam Mahasnanina Pujayam, after he took his bath, he saw that deity uh, of Tribhubanesha Linga. At that time, Atulam Pritam Alebe Vishnu Advaita Darshan. He realized, oh my gosh, this is so nice. This is non-different from my Vishnu. It's a combined form of Hari and Hara. So we first start our parikrama by worship of Lingaraj, by following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in the same way that the Gaudiya Vaishnavas enter Vrindavan by first going to the temple of Gopishwar Mahadev. Now, if we say something about uh, Lingaraj and Bhubaneshwar, we can go to the next slide. We should definitely say something about our Iskon temple there. And this is a picture. This is Srila Prabhupada's last founded project, our Iskon Bhubaneshwar temple. These are some fairly recent pictures. Srila Prabhupada came here in 1977. He established this temple. He said, one day, this place will become the center of Bhubaneshwar. And at that time, perhaps the devotees were a little doubtful of Prabhupada's comment because it was in the middle of nowhere. It was hard to even find a rickshaw to take you to the temple. But today, as you can see in the picture on the right, you see all these buildings behind it. And actually this photo was taken maybe 15, 20 years ago. Uh, it's becoming the fastest growing part place in Bhubaneswar, bringing Srila Prabhupada's words to truth. So after leaving uh Bhubaneshwar, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Puri. We can see the next slide. And as he came closer to Puri, he became very, very ecstatic. And he became running. And this is a wonderful painting, by the way, for those of you who don't know the artist. His name is Kartik Biswas. And he did a very famous series of paintings on Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You can see Mahaprabhu here in the painting. This is before he came to Dandabanga. He's holding his danda in his right hand. And... Uh, you see Nityananda Prabhu and the other devotees coming along behind him. And it was at Dandabanga, Stali, on the bank of the Bhargavi River, that Nityananda Prabhu broke that Danda of Mahaprabhu. I'm not going to speak that today. That's also a very wonderful topic. But because we want to focus on the main places in Puri, I'm not going to speak anything more than that about that place. We can go to the next slide. And after... Uh, going to Dandabanga, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to the place known as Ataranala. Now, Ataranala is a very interesting place. There's different uh, descriptions of this place. We can go to the next picture. This is a photo of the Ataranala Bridge taken in 1892. Mm -hmm. The uh, Ataranala means uh, that it has 18 different or 19 different pillars. And there's 18 different drains that pass the rainwater through. And it's said that this bridge was built in the 1200s, in the 13th century. There's a, a story about it that they tell that Maharaj Indra Jumna was building this temple, building, excuse me, building this bridge. But uh, he, he was, when he was trying to build the temple, but he wasn't able to. So then he made this bridge and he sacrificed his 18 sons in the river to enable him to build the bridge. Rather ghastly story. That's a popular story they tell here in Jagannath Puri. We don't accept that story because Indra Dhunamaraj, as described in the Skanda Purana, he requested several boons from Lord Jagannath. And one of those boons was that I'll never have any children. Because if I have children, then maybe they're going to want to become the king after me. But this temple doesn't belong to us. It belongs to you. So that uh, temple is built again in the 13th century. And uh, it's a very, very beautiful place from the Taranala Bridge. You can go to the next picture. Here's a close-up of the bridge today. And you can go to the picture after that also. 
you can see a close-up of one of the arches underneath and there's different carvings around the place. It's a very, very beautiful bridge, the Taranala Bridge. From a Taranala Bridge, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was able to see the, the Jagannath Mandir. And it said that at that time he saw a blue boy on top of the temple and he became completely ecstatic and he started running to the temple. We can go to the next picture. This is a, a painting that was done in 1820. And this shows the river Malini. The Malini River is a branch of the Bhargavi River. Jetta Bhargavi Jamuna, it's said in the, uh, the um, Atarva Veda, the Purusha Bodhanishuti, the Atarva Veda, that the Bhargavi River is non-different from the Jamuna in uh, Brindavan. And so there used to be an ancient river named Malini in Puri. And this is mentioned in the Skanda Purana. And uh, they originally had six, actually seven, Rathiatra carts because that Malini River crossed over the Bododanda or the, uh, the road of Lord Jagannath. And so they would have three chariots on one side and three chariots on the other side. And then there was one extra chariot for the other side, which carried all the different musicians for Lord Jagannath. So during the time of the Puri Gajapati Narasingha Dev, he had a wife whose name was Sarada Devi, and she had a dream that Lord Jagannath wanted her to uh, wanted to have a single yatra without any breaks. So on her by her desire, she went to her husband. She said, "I had this this dream now, and I, I want to do this thing for the pleasure of Lord Jagannath." So they filled in that river with sand, and the closed mouth of it is now known as a Bunki Mahuna. And the place in, just in front of the Gundicha Mandir is known as Asarada Bali. And that used to be where the, uh, just by where the, the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the river was at where they would have to cross over. So when we speak about this uh, uh, Ataranala Bridge, we remember also this uh, Malini River. We can go to the next picture. Here's some old photos very rare photos of the Jagannath Mandir. These are taken in the 1800s, again by the British. You can go to the next picture. And you can see sometimes devotees, they say this is the Jagannath, the Garuda Stamba outside the Jagannath Mandir. It's not. This is the Aruna Stamba. Aruna is the elder brother of Jagannath. The, you can see here in the, in, the, uh, in the picture on the left, you can see uh, that very tall stump. And on the right, you can see a close-up of Aruna. So Aruna was the elder brother of Garuda. And Aruna, he's the driver uh, for Suryadev, for Suryadev's chariot. So at Konark, there's an ancient temple of the sun god. And this Aruna Stamba was originally there. And they moved it sometime after the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to just in front of the Jagannath Mandir. We can go to the next slide. And one wonderful thing about Lord Jagannath, I like to tell the devotees, when they come to Jagannath Puri, sometimes the devotees feel a little unhappy because they're not allowed to enter into the Jagannath Mandir. In fact, I don't know how to speak very much Odia, but I know a few words. And one of the main things I know how to say is, Bideshi Prabeshni Shade that foreigners are not allowed inside the temple. But I tell them, you don't have to go inside the temple because Lord Jagannath is so kind that he comes outside the temple to see you. And this is a very wonderful story of Petit Pav and Jagannath. Uh, the kings of Puri are known as the Gajapatis. Gajapati, Gaja means elephant, Pati means the Lord of, because previously they had many different elephants. And there was one king of Puri, whose name was Ramachandra Dave. And at the time of Ramachandra Dave, it was around the beginning of the Mughal invasion. And uh, there was one uh, Mughal uh, general, his name was Taki Khan. And he was coming to Pori with an army. And Maharaj uh, Ramachandra Dave, he sent some spies. You go find out how big is their army? How powerful are they? It's the same thing the CIA and the KGB do all the time, right? trying to figure out how powerful the other uh, adversary is. And so the spies came back and they said, Maharaj, we have some very bad news. 
their army is very, very powerful, much more powerful than our army. And it doesn't look very good. So uh, Ramachandra was a little disturbed. He's thinking, what am I going to do? But still, bravely, he went and fought against Taki Khan. And somehow they managed to push them back, but they weren't able to defeat him. And they had several battles. And then finally, after some time, Taki Khan sent a message to Ramachandra Dev. And he, in the message, he said, Maharaj, I feel very bad. Why should we fight? So many innocent people are being killed. I'd like to have some peace discussion. And so they arranged for a meeting, but it was a trick. And Taki Khan captured Ramachandra Dev. And he took him to Katak, to what's known as a Barabati fort, where uh, <clears throat> the deity of Sakshi Gopal used to stay. That's another wonderful story we could tell in connection with Puri, but we're not going to in this series because it's just so little time. He stayed in that Barabati fort for one year and a day. And after being in prison there for an entire year, Taki Khan came to see Ramachandra Dev. And Taki Khan feigned some uh, kindness to Ramachandra Dev. He said, Maharaj, I feel very, very bad that you should be allowed to go inside the temple. And uh, I should, I, I had this desire. I'd like to let you loose. I'd like to let you free. And I'd like to reinstate you as the king of Puri. And I'd also like to not bother the temple in Puri. Would you like that? And of course, Ramachandra Dev wanted that. But he was also a little cautious. And he said, well, uh, yeah, I, I would like that. And Taki Khan said, then Maharaj, I'll make you the king again. Just one small little thing that I request. And Ramachandra Dev said, what is that? And Taki Khan said that you have to agree to become a Muslim. And you have to marry a Muslim girl. So for <laughs> the king of Pori, who was worshipped very respectfully by both the Smartas and the Goswamis, the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and by the Smartas in India, for him, that was like a death sentence. Because it means no one's going to appreciate him. No one's going to respect him. But he was thinking to himself, if I do this, then Taki Khan will let me go and he won't bother the temple of Jagannath. Taki Khan said, if you agree to this, I'll let you go. But if you don't agree to this, then I'm going to attack the temple of Jagannath. I'm going to break Jagannath. I'm going to kill all the pandas, all the Brahmins there. So thinking about this, Ramachandra Dev finally agreed. Yes, I'll, I, I'll agree. I'll do this thing. And uh, they let him go. And he was forced to marry. Hare Krishna. He was forced to marry a Muslim girl. And he went back to his palace. At that time, the king's palace was in Kurda. There's still some uh, archaeological remnants left from that palace today in Kurda. They, he went to Kurda. And he went to his palace and he found the gates were closed. And Ramachandra Dev, he beat on the gate and he called out to his wives. He had many, many different wives, as was common by the powerful Chatriyas at that time, that era. And he called out, it's me. Called out to his queens, it's me, open the gate. And so the queens, they came and they opened the gate. They're very happy. Somehow her husband's been released. This is really wonderful. And they looked at him and they said, what's that funny thing on your head? And he said, oh, this is a tagi. A tagi is a kind of hat that the Muslims wear. And, they, and they, then he told them, he said, there's something I have to tell you. And he explained to them that he made this great sacrifice on behalf of Lord Jagannath and for the devotees of Lord Jagannath so that Taki Khan wouldn't attack Jagannath Puri. The king agreed to become a Muslim and married a Muslim girl. When the queens heard that, those proud Chatriya ladies, they said, you're not her husband anymore. Get out. And they left. They went back to their, to their fathers. And they took all their children with him. So you can imagine Ramachandra Dev must have been feeling very, very depressed. He's made such a great sacrifice on behalf of Lord Jagannath. But what does he get in return? He's lost all of his wives. He's lost all of his children. Now, most of us, if we have one wife, 
we lose our one wife, we'll cry. But he lost all of his wives, and not just his wives, but also his children. So then Ramachandra Dev went to see one of his friends. And when he went to the home of his friend, the door was closed. And he knocked on the door, and the boy said, who is that? And he said, it's me, Ramachandra Dev, open the door. And a voice came from the other side of the door and said, you're not my friend anymore. Go away. Now you become a Muslim. And so in this way, he made such a great sacrifice. He agreed to become a Muslim to save the deity of Lord Jagannath, to save the devotees of Jagannath and Puri. But what did he get in exchange? Everyone rejected him. So Ramachandra Dave must have been feeling very, very depressed. But he thought to himself, I have one friend. My one friend is Lord Jagannath. And I'll let me go to the temple and have his darshan. And so he went to the temple. And when he started to go inside the temple, the guards, they told him the choki darshan, they said the one sentence that I know, probation is entrance forbidden. And Gajapati Maharaj Ramachandadev told him, it's me, Ramachandadev, let me in. And they said, Maharaj, we know who you are, but you married a Muslim girl. You become a Muslim. Now you can't come inside. And they wouldn't let him inside the temple. So in this way, Ramachandradev, he lost his caste. He lost his wives. He lost his children. He lost his friends. And he thought, I have at least one thing. I can take shelter of Jagannath. But also he didn't have darshan of Jagannath. And so Ramachandradev, he was despised by the world. He had nowhere to go. Even if he wanted, he couldn't go to the Muslims because they know he's the king of Puri. He comes from a Hindu family. They also wouldn't accept him, not that he would do that. So then Ramachandra Dev started coming every evening after the temple of Jagannath had closed. And he would come in front of the temple and offer his Dandavat Pranams in the road. Interesting thing, that Borodanda, the road in front of the Jagannath Mandir that goes from the Jagannath Temple to the Gundicha Temple, it used to be the biggest road in all of India. And uh, our friend Krishnabhishek, a disciple, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, it was his great-grandfather who first paved that road. <laughs> so Iskan has some connection with that Borodanda road. But at that time, the time of Gajapati Maharaj Ramachandra Dev, the road was just dirt. And he would lay in that road every night and just cry and cry and offer his pranams. And every night he was coming. How long can someone go on like that, rejected by everyone in society, with no friends, and seemingly even rejected by the Lord himself? So finally one night, it was just too much for Ramachandradeva. And he's laying in front of the Jagannath Mandir, crying and crying and, and making the ground muddy from the tears he was shedding. And he decided, better that I kill myself. Even Lord Jagannath won't accept me. What can I do? And at that time, Lord Jagannath appeared before Ramachandadev. He heard a voice. And the voice said, Maharaj, you're very, very dear to me. Don't think that I've forgotten you. And he looked up and he saw their Lord Jagannath. And then Ramachandadev really began to cry. And the next morning, when the pandas came to open the temple of Jagannath, about five o'clock in the morning, they found something very strange. They found a, a trail of flowers going from the Jagannath Mandir out to the outside road, and they couldn't figure it out. And every morning after that, when they were coming, they found this trail of flowers, and they couldn't figure out what is this from. So one night, the, uh, the uh, head priest, whose name was um, Mahalakshmi, Mahalakshmi Panda, that Mahalakshmi Panda, he had a dream. And Lord Jagannath came to him in the dream and he said, hey, I don't like the way you're treating my devotee, Ramachandradev. I want you to make a deity of me and put that deity outside of the temple. And so you can see in these photos that just inside the Singhadwara gate, the eastern gate, the lion gate to the Jagannath Mandir, where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to go in, where Raghunath Das Goswami used to stand outside and beg, 
you'll see the deity of Petit Pavan Jagannath. And if you go to the Jagannath Mandir early in the morning, highly recommended if you're here, I've seen many, many people from all over Puri, they walk. Sometimes they walk for like half an hour. We used to do that when we were staying in our previous ashram in Chakratirtha. And they walk maybe half an hour or more to see Lord Jagannath in the morning. And they stay outside and they just stand there and they have darshan, a petite pavan, and they offer prayers to him. And when they open the doors, the first thing they do is they offer the Mangal Artik to Petit Pavan Jagannath. And then they go up the 22 steps going into the Jagannath Mandir. So this is something about the deity of Petit Pavan Jagannath. And we can go to the next slide. Here's a close-up photo of that deity of Petit Pavan. Very, very wonderful, merciful deity. So I like to tell devotees that if you're not allowed inside the temple of Jagannath, don't feel bad. Because he's so kind, he's not waiting for you to go inside, but he's coming outside to see you. And the last verse of Jagannath Ashtakam describes, Aho dine nate nahita chade no nanta sirasi Jagannath swami nayana patagami bhavatume Aho dine nate nahita chade no nishchitamidam That Lord Jagannath, when he sees that someone feels very, very fallen and lowly, then he gives his mercy to that person. And therefore we pray, Jagannatha Swami, Noyana Patagami Bhavatume. May that Jagannath uh, give me his darshan. Because this place is known as Vipralambaketra. Here in this place we find two considerations, Smarta Vichar and Goswami Vichar. It's a place of the deity of Jagannath, who my revered spiritual master, Shishimad Gorgavinamaraj, described as Aishvarja Madurja Yugala Milan Sri Jagannath, or the deity who is a combination of both sweetness and opulence. This is Lord Jagannath, and this is Jagannath Puri Dham. So the first classroom in this Jagannath Puri University of Braj Prem is Bhubaneswar. And Bhubaneswar gives us a lesson that if we want to approach the Lord, huh, we have to approach him through his devotee. In the Adi Purana, Krishna tells Arjun that uh, someone who says he's my devotee, he's not really my devotee. But that person who's a devotee of my devotee, he's my real devotee. So if we want to enter into the Dham, the first thing is we have to have the mercy of a devotee. And we've come to the Dhams by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada by the mercy of our Gurudev, by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, we've all heard about Vrindavan Dham and about Jagannath Puri Dham. And then the next classroom that we're speaking about in this series is Ataranala. And Ataranala, that bridge, there's a bridge between two worlds. A bridge means something which takes you from one bank to another bank. And that bridge represents to us going from our mundane life to the Dham. And we have to have some vision for that. It, when Before you come to, to India, if you're a Bideshi, if you're a foreigner, you're born some other country, two things are required. You have to have a passport. Huh? That's the first thing. And the passport is that thing which identifies what country you're born in, what country you belong to. But even if you have a passport, that's also not enough to enter into the Dham. You also need to have a visa. So our passport is Srila Prabhupada. Our passport is our Guru Janas. We belong to them. And when we come to the Dham, we remember, I belong to this Gaudiya Vaishnav line. I belong to Srila Prabhupada's Dara. I belong to the Dara of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, to the Dara of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. I belong to this line. I remember my Guru Janas. I remember their instructions. But even if you have a passport, it's not enough to enter into the Dham. You also need to have a visa. And the visa is loud chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So Sri Titanya Mahaprabhu taught us that at Ataranala. He saw Jagannath. Huh? From a distance, he saw that blue boy on top of the temple and he began to chant and he began to run. 
to Lord Jagannath, teaching us that if we want to enter into the Dham, we have to cross that bridge. We have to leave behind our material life, and we have to enter into the Dham. And then the next lesson in the Jagannath Puri University of Braj Prem takes place at the Jagannath Mandir itself. And we'll speak something more about that in our next session. It means that what is the science of darshan? But I want to stop here. The devotees asked us to speak for about 40, 45 minutes and leave a little time for comments. I also like to invite the devotees to give reflections. And if there's something that you'd like to reflect on, something that you liked within our discussion, you can ask that. Or maybe if somebody has any particular question uh, that you'd like to know about Emporia in our future sessions, we can try to cover that. Again, I, I'm feeling a little crazy, just like my Gurmaj, I remember him giving one class speaking about Pori, and he said, I feel like I'm standing on the bank in the ocean, and the ocean is so vast, and I don't know which direction to go. So Jagannath Pori is such a topic, such a place, just to, to try to cover even one single block in Jagannath Pori would take many, many days to try to speak about all the different places here, just the same thing as in Vrindavan. There's so many, many different places. In this session today, we've tried to give a general introduction and speaking about how there's two considerations, the Smarta Vichar and the Goswami Vichar. And we've raised a few questions. Why is it that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came here? And it seems that his ecstasy increased. And we'll speak something about that in some of our future sessions. We spoke something about how this is a Jagannath Puri University of Braj Prem the place where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach us how to do bhajan to attain Vrindavan and how each one of the different Tirtastalis here represents a different classroom. And in today's session, we spoke something about Bhubaneswar and how that's the gateway to Jagannath Puri. And devotees today also, we come to Bhubaneswar first because we go, it's the gateway to Jagannath Puri because that's Srila Prabhupada's last founded temple. And we visit that temple, and we remember Srila Prabhupada's visit there. And if you're an Indian devotee, maybe you go and have darshan of Lingaraj Mahadev. And then from there, we go on to the uh, Ataranala Bridge, which just so happens to be very close to our house. It's about a 15-minute walk from our ashram here in Jagannath Puri, that Ataranala Bridge. And by that Ataranala Bridge is also a small temple uh, which contains the footprints of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which were established by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So from there, we learned something about the bridge, how we have to leave behind our material life to enter into the Dham. And then we spoke something about this deity in the outside of the temple, this deity, Petit Pavan Jagannath. And it gives us some understanding of the meaning of darshan also. Darshan doesn't mean that we enter into the temple, but it means we act in such a way that the Lord will come outside to see us. And in this wonderful story from the 1700s here in Jagannath Puri of Maharaj Ramachandradev, we learned this story that he wasn't allowed inside the temple, but it was okay because Jagannath came outside to see him. So I'm going to go ahead and stop there. If there are any comments or questions, you can go ahead and raise them. Otherwise, if uh, Prem Avatar Prabhu has any closing comments, then go ahead and do that. And you can close the picture if you want. I think. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Prabhuji, for such a nectarian pastimes and taking us to Jagannath Puri Parikrama. So really like you take us to Dham and uh, make us to enter Dham. There is one question, Prabhuji, like what is the right time for Puri Parikrama as per the scriptures? Well, according to the Smarta Vichar, that uh, Puri Parikrama takes place a little after Kartik. And uh, His Holiness uh, Bhakti Purushottamaraj has organized a very wonderful Iskan Yatra on that day. And they, they do full Parikrama around all of Jagannath Puri. They go to the main places. It's a little bit of a quick Parikrama. But they go to all the main places. According to Shastra, it's that thing. But we learn in the Beta Kirtan pastimes chapter of the Madhulila of Chaitanya Charitamrita, when uh, Maharaj Prataparudra was on top of his palace speaking with uh, his advisor, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, and he saw this kirtan of the devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming into Puri, and he was very astonished. And he said, I I've seen so many kirtans. 
here in Orissa, the Hare Krishna mantra is very famous. And even the Smartas, as part of their uh, marriage ceremony, they initiate the bride into the Hare Krishna Maha mantra. And practically every village in Orissa, they have 24-hour kirtan and akadasi and other things of the Hare Krishna mantra. They may not be Godi of Vaishnavas. There was maybe smartest, but they're chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. So Maharaj Prataparudra knew about kirtan. But he said, this kirtan is like something I've never seen before. And then he asked Sarvabhoma, he said, what are they doing? They should be going and taking bath and getting their head shaved. They should be going then and taking bath in the ocean and then going to have darshan a Jagannath. But they're not shaving their head. They're not taking bath. And they're all just running to the Gambira. And Sarvabhoma explained to them, these are little different kind of sadhus. <laughs> so when we ask about what is a proper date for Puri Parikrama, it depends on our consideration. The Smarta Vichar or the Goswami Vichar. We take advantage of both. But ultimately, we're more interested in the Goswami Vichar. And by that consideration, any time's a good time to come to Puri. We have a, a yatra that we do generally every January with about 100 or so devotees. And we spend about a week. We go to one or two different places a day. And we stay to those places. We stay there for two or three hours and do kirtan. And we have long katas to bring us to each one of these places. So that's also the purpose of this parikrama now. It's during Kartik. And we're trying to bring everybody to Jagannath Puri because this Puri parikrama, it's not dependent on you buying a ticket, an external ticket. But it's dependent upon our consciousness and upon our hearing and entering into the Dham with our consciousness. So I hope that helps whoever answered the, asked the question. Is there anything more, Premavatar Prabhu? Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you very much. This was the question. So, like you mentioned, that we cannot enter Dham by any ticket, but you are making, you are giving us the ticket by generating the eagerness to visit the Dham by narrating such a wonderful pastimes. You mentioned about this, the appearance of Patit Pavan Jagannath. And uh, you mentioned that how Srila Prabhupada, the Acharyas, they are the password for entering into the home. Thank you very much, Prabhuji, for this wonderful association and an enlightening session. And we look forward to hear more uh, such pastimes and have Parikrama Jagannath Puri Parikrama. Thank you very much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Prabhupada. Thank you very much for what you're doing. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.